A15. So Hurricane Florence described as a 1,000-year rain event by the U.S. National Weather Service passed through the Carolinas last week. But danger still lurks as floodwaters recede in its aftermath. The hurricane drenched the southeast of the United States with as much as 50 inches of torrential rain in some places. On top of the widely reported human tragedy, 3.4 million chickens... Five and a half thousand hogs were lost to the storm, while an environmental health disaster is unfolding around North Carolina's increasingly stressed hazardous waste sites. Professor Mark Sobsey from the Department of Environmental Science and Engineering at University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, is on the line to tell us more about that aftermath. And thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak with you and your audience. And can you just tell us the latest there? Some of the reports I saw in the last few hours suggested the death toll in North Carolina alone has risen to 33. Uh, well, actually, it's higher than that. It's, it's um, 44 um, at this point. And, you know, those are the immediate deaths that uh, could be attributed to uh, the massive storm that occurred. Uh, regrettably, there, there may be more uh, that will occur uh, or have not been accounted for. Uh, keep in mind that some uh, areas have uh, still been not reached by um, uh, by response services. So uh, some very rural areas are, are cut off, and uh, uh, sadly, there 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 could be more deaths, uh, not only in those remote areas where people maybe never got out, or others that might occur as the storm uh, kind of persists, or the aftermath of the storm persists. Yeah, I mean, just to clarify briefly on that point, um, I've seen the death toll in the last couple of days reported at 44, but it was that North Carolina-specific figure. Uh, I mean, North Carolina yes. has, it's fair to say, been hit the hardest among the states? Indeed it has. It has, it, it has sadly had more deaths than uh, South Carolina. Um, and I think the number that you quote for, uh, for North Carolina is the correct number at this point. Speaking of um, the impact, before we get into specific environmental questions, what could have been done differently? We, we, for several days, we had the warning that Florence was coming, this incredibly large storm, and the US, a highly developed country in the world's eyes, still wasn't able to prevent these deaths and the environmental catastrophe that's upon its doorstep. Uh, well, um, indeed, that's that's what happened, and I, I think part of it has to do with uh, human behavior. Uh, some people um, uh, seem to not necessarily heed the warnings that are urgently um, communicated to them to, uh, to, to evacuate, to try and protect themselves, uh, preferably leave the most vulnerable areas, and decide that they're going to test uh, <laughs> the fates and take their chances and hope that uh, they'll fare well. But um, uh, sadly, some of those people um, did not fare so well, and, and some of them were not necessarily prepared to, uh, uh, to deal with the fact that some of these um, events that occur are relatively unpredictable, uh, falling trees that... Uh, could fall on you if you're in your yard or some other place. So those are the things that 
are best addressed by people evacuating and going to the safest places they can find, including shelters, of which there were very many in North Carolina, uh, many uh, remote from where the worst of the storm was occurring. But some people either did not heed the warnings or they simply did not have the resources to um, to move from their residences or other places where uh, they were living. Well, very sad. Um, but to focus on some of the other aspects of this, which continue to pose a risk to people, uh, but we've been hearing about hog manure spilling out of lagoons because of the flood. Why is that such a problem? Well, it's a, it's a major problem because um, eastern North Carolina, where the flooding is at its worst, because it's, uh, it's a coastal plain, it's just barely above sea level, it's largely rural, and uh, this is where um, so many of these swine farms are located, literally in, in the several thousands, with uh, nearly 9 million uh, pigs uh, here in North Carolina. And um, uh, many of the places where these farms were built are in the floodplains of, of rivers, and uh, it was probably a mistake to have allowed them to be uh, built there at all. Um, some of those farms that were originally built there um, were actually um, uh, uh, recommended to be moved, and some of them were due to the flooding that occurred in previous storms, but many of them are still in, in floodplain areas. And, of course, this was a massive flood, which flooded areas that normally are, you know, are, are, are better protected against this sort of flooding. So part of it has to do with the location of the farms. Part of it has to do with the simplicity and, and frankly, not, uh, you know, not highly effective uh, performance of the swine lagoon, uh, the swine waste management technologies, which simply involve putting the swine waste into a excavated so-called lagoon, uh, an earthen structure that's, that's um, uh, just dug into the soil, and uh, even though the banks of the lagoon are maybe higher on average than the surrounding land, they're not very high, and of course when a farm goes underwater, which uh, quite a few of them did, uh, those lagoons are going to fail. And the extent of waste treatment in those lagoons is not very great, uh, only a minimum amount of reduction of disease-causing microorganisms. So if those lagoons uh, are overflowed or the walls of the lagoons fail or uh, there is overtopping of the lagoon because it simply just fills up and floods over, all of which happened in this storm, then that waste is going to get released. And regrettably, the, uh, uh, the swine industry, the state of North Carolina, and the farmers themselves knew that this could occur again because it occurred previously but they did not take uh, the more aggressive steps to improve the waste management systems and treatment processes, and better yet, relocate some of the farms to higher ground that would be less prone to this kind of um, uh, failure that occurred. We had you know, a large number of, of uh, farms that were uh, inundated, uh, probably in the few dozens, and that meant a lot of the waste from those farms, uh, you know, just left the lagoons 
and got into the floodwaters and into nearby rivers. And, of course, that poses a health risk. Also, we've got the problem of coal ash, waste byproduct left over from burning coal to spill from landfills into a neighbouring lake, for example. There are heavy metal concerns there. How toxic is that then, and, and what's the threat to people? Well, it, it, is, um, it is highly toxic waste material. It contains uh, metals such as mercury and lead and arsenic and cadmium. And um, the concentrations in the waste are very high. Uh, historically, it's been, it's been uh, determined that, uh, that even under the best of conditions in these unlined uh, coal pits, um, there has been leaching of some of these metals into the groundwater. But now, from this storm, you have a situation where one of, one of the, uh, the uh, coal pits was overwashed and the waste was released. Now, the extent of, 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 uh, of resulting uh, uh, contamination and uh, possible health effects from, from such a uh, failure is at this point hard to predict. Uh, the state and others are, are you know, working hard, including the uh, power company itself, to try and assess what the future uh, risks might be, but at this point, nobody really knows. All we know is that the waste is potentially highly toxic, and uh, people should be warned that the water is not safe in their areas. Uh, some wells uh, uh, have already, you know, been identified previously as being contaminated, and people are 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 told not to drink that water and to try and find other water sources. In some cases, the state has actually provided alternative water to them but this is only going to make that situation worse thank you for bringing us the even stark details of this professor mark sobsey speaking to us from the university of north carolina chapel hill you're most welcome